Warm days with the constant threat of nighttime frost. Agricultural fairs and farmer's markets burst with squash, tomatoes, and peppers as our gardens and farms are harvested and put to bed row by row. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. A few years back, some good friends of mine moved to a beautiful coastal Maine village. The property was perfect, except for one major defect, way too much lawn, requiring way too much time on a tractor, not just burning away the hours, but also the tranquility of the area, all while releasing completely unnecessary carbon emissions. There are many strategies of dealing with this issue included avoiding mowing until the lawn became altogether too long, mowing only in a maze-like pattern woven between patches of wildflowers, and getting the mower stuck in a post-thaw mud and declaring the lawn unmowable and the tractor unmovable. Another strategy which bubbled to the surface as a most admirable attempt to beautify their new landscape while simultaneously reducing their dependence on store-bought food was converting their lawn into an edible landscape. With any such noble effort comes trial, error, odd results, and false starts, punctuated with resounding success. Dividing the who-knows-how-old rhubarb into a patch six times the size? Success. New asparagus bed? Slow start, but it's gaining traction. New cherry trees? Didn't even last a month. So let's dive into one result in their new edible landscape that proved to have interesting results with roots deeper than our country. The sunchoke patch. Sunchokes are also commonly known by the ridiculous name Jerusalem artichokes, for these are neither from Jerusalem, nor are they artichokes. Instead, they are plants that are native to North America, from Newfoundland to Saskatchewan and down to Georgia. Native Americans widely cultivated these plants for food, which doubtlessly extended their range even further. When Europeans encountered sunchokes in the New World, they brought them back to Europe, expanding their range into the Old World as well. Sunchoke plants are very reminiscent of sunflowers and are a close relative. Tall stems, sometimes over 10 feet high, with yellow flowers at the top, like a sunflower with smaller blossoms. Another aster relative of sunflowers and sunchokes is the artichoke, and they do have visual similarities at some life stages. Italians called this plant girasol artichoco, or sunflower artichoke, but over time, English speakers corrupted the name Jerusalem artichokes through misunderstanding and mispronunciation. One recent garden installation in this large lawn was carefully designed to follow the compass. Four large triangular beds pointing in the cardinal directions all joined in the middle by a wide woodchip walking path, which ringed an eight-foot-wide circular patch of sunchokes. The first year we planted just six plants, having trouble finding a good local supply of sunchoke tubers. In the fall, after we pulled the six plants, taking care to replant enough tubers to fill the patch, the resulting harvest was a hefty 35 pounds of the oddly shaped edible tubers. An experimental taste test of the sunchokes roasted as a side dish showed great promise. A whole meal centered around the tubers resulted in an acute case of gastric distress, a dive into books and online resources to find out why, and a lesson about the plant's other nickname, fartichokes. Evidently, rather than storing their energy in the form of starch like a potato does, sunchokes store their energy in the form of the fiber inulin. While it is said that this can be quite beneficial to individuals with diabetes that need to be careful about eating an abundance of carbohydrates, 
It also tends to send our gut flora into overdrive, which can be uncomfortable in some people. Luckily, it takes the wind out of the sunchokes to pickle them or cook them with lots of vinegar or lemon juice. So this weekend, you could try to track down a patch of these native plants. Ask around. Surely a friend, family member, or neighbor has a dense patch of the tuberous sunflowers just waiting to be harvested. To harvest them, just pull the whole plant out of the ground and find the little potato-sized tubers in a dense clump at the base of the stalk. If you have a favorite recipe, please reach out to us and let us know. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, references, contact information, photos, and information about how to subscribe to the show as a podcast by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by Appiliated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. Phenology.